0: Hey, this is the Michigan Maniacs Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. This is the results show of the big games in the B1G. That's right, guys. Uh, a little bit later than I normally would have put it out, but, you know, life gets in the way of some things. Uh, before we do anything, housekeeping as usual, uh, YouTube, please go there, enjoy some of the videos that I'll be putting up. Uh, also, uh, subscribe, and uh, then go to the social media portion of the show, and that is one, the Facebook fan page at the, uh, Michigan Maniac Podcast, also with the same name on Instagram. That's right. And then, as always, guys, if you go to any one of the platforms like, um, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, uh anywhere where you can put a review go ahead leave a review uh hit me up in my dm on instagram let me know what platform you put the uh review on your name and address i'll check it out make sure it's cool you know like it's actually there and then i'll hit you guys up with a free sticker that's right guys the stickers are great man they're really high quality so i hope you enjoy it um now let's get into the results of the big games in the B one G. Um, so this is actually kind of an int- I don't know interesting three or four games that we highlighted earlier this week. Um, before that, though, one that I really found was interesting that I thought was going to be a complete bore: um, Purdue putting an absolute beat down on Maryland, forty to fourteen. I mean, it's ridiculous, right? I mean, where are all those Maryland supporters now? I mean, some goofball uh, thought that Maryland was going to finish ahead of Michigan in the East standings. Now, I guess it still could happen if Michigan uh, puts our, if we put our heads fully up our butts and then, uh, you know, just win another game. Sure, that could happen. Uh Maryland's really dropped off, and I mean that whole Michigan Maryland matchup where it was going to be uh the waterboy rematch, you know with Loxley versus Gaddis <laughs> it's gonna be the most underwhelming game ever, right right now because they're both not really doing well in the national media spotlight and as we all know, some people really blame Gaddis for the majority of this stuff that's happening right now with Michigan um. let's get into uh, the first game, which was the Minnesota-Nebraska game. I mean, I only mainly picked Minnesota-Nebraska because this was really supposed to be a a highlight, I guess, for Minnesota to kind of prove if they are semi-real. I mean, as you know, I am not a Nebraska fan by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I didn't think they were going to be good this year. I was from the beginning from the get from the jump as they say thought Nebraska sucked and their defense was going to be the biggest uh the biggest uh deterrent or the biggest uh negative that this team has their offense yeah it's dangerous super dangerous and you know could put up points uh but not in this one not in this game and I mean Minnesota seems to be benefiting from one a super weak schedule this season and i know people are really starting to jump on that pj fleck boat that they're rowing i mean he is such a hack comic at this point like go and notice everything that pj fleck has done and it's, he's, like, stolen most of his, like, really inspirational stuff from, like, Michigan or any other great organization or university that has been successful before him, and he's just, you know, he's just blah. He's boring. He's hack. He's everything that you expect from some lame coming from whatever western Michigan. We had one good year. Look at me. I'm great. Blah. Let's row the boat, guys. Um just boring and awful and that's just what minnesota is right now i mean they are maybe the worst 6-0 team in uh college football let alone the b1g uh i know they have some big games coming up actually i should have written this down i didn't pay attention but anytime they they're going to have to play either uh iowa wisconsin those are the two bigs in the uh in the b1g west i doubt that you will see what Minnesota win or even be at ten points in those games. They're they're not that good. They've been playing nothing but garbage teams and doing impressive. I mean, to be quite honest, right here, Minnesota beat up on a Nebraska team that didn't even have their starting quarterback. <laughs> yeah, the Martinez wasn't even starting, and it was actually a close game until midway in the third quarter. So, yeah, who cares? So Minnesota won that. Um I mean there's not even really anything too exciting about their their production. I mean, Rodney Smith had a good a good rushing day. I mean, 18 rushes for 139 and a touchdown, not bad. Um now, let's move on to another ass whipping and that's Wisconsin over uh the big dumpster garbage fire we call Michigan State. Um talking talk about a offense that plays like it hates the defense. <laughs> I mean, Michigan does it, but Michigan State has perfected this. I mean, this is a straight out inner family fight. I, I mean, holy shit, their offense is such garbage, and uh, it's Dan T- and D'Antoni's finally getting some heat about just rearranging the the coaching staff from an already awful, awful offense from last year and moving guys who have no business coaching offense to be the offensive coaches this season. And it's showing. I mean, he is he's such a feeble, mean old man, and it's, it's really just sad. It's actually really funny to watch go on this season. Now, granted... Their one great game this season that they're all going to put together will be against us, and it will be at the big house. So we're going to have to be ready to take on little brother just so we can continue to make fun of them. Um, Because, dear Lord, if we lose to this dumpster fire, we're in deep shit. Oh, God. And and I shouldn't even be worried about this, but every time I think we have something going, and we're going to whip fucking Michigan State, or at least, at the very least, win the game, we fucking blow a punt, you know, they pick it up and run it in for a touchdown with no time remaining, or John O'Korn throws for, turns the ball over five times, and we lose, I mean, it's just some of the worst gameplay ever. Um... But Wisconsin really took it to them this week. I mean, uh, you can see why Wisconsin has the number one defense in the nation, actually, not in the B1G, but in the nation. Um, I still think that when they play Ohio State, we're really going to see the true measure of what Wisconsin can do. And I still think that neither one of these teams have been uh, tested. We certainly were no test for Wisconsin. None. Now I think if we play it again, Our defense would fare much better. I don't know if we'd win uh, because we still have, you know, Fumbles, Mr. Concession Stand himself, uh, you know, Shea Fumbles Patterson or Shithead Patterson. And I'm only talking about his performance, everybody. Just so you know, I'm not talking about the person. His performance is literally a shithead. Now, uh, but let's focus on Wisconsin. I mean, uh, Cone, once again, I mean, not not wowing people with his numbers uh, with a uh, 18 for uh, 21, 180 180 yards passing and one touchdown, no to interceptions. He's super boring, but he's super efficient, right? He's just he, he's never going to wow you with anything. You're never going to see him throw a 40 yard out where it just lands perfectly over the shoulder of the wide receiver. You're not going to see that, but he's going to continually hit every wide open. Receiver. He's not going to make bad throws. He does the, you know, he does all the smart things, which you need at Wisconsin. That's all you need at Wisconsin when you have a Jonathan Taylor. And even Jonathan Taylor in this game was shut down. I mean, Jonathan Taylor only rushed uh, 26 times for 80 yards and two touchdowns. That is certainly not the Jonathan Taylor we know. So, like I said, Michigan State's defense is literally uh, being embarrassed by the offense because they're out there so much that they get into these situations um i mean for god's sakes uh i think michigan state only had a total of 149 total yards in this game that's it uh, 119 passing and 30 rushing 30 rushing think about that it's just pure stinkola. i mean Lewerke, worst name in college football, probably, and Lombardi. Oh, if if he's anywhere related to, uh, the main guy who has a trophy named after him, uh, his great grandfather is probably happy he's dead because he doesn't have to see these awful performances. Rocky Lombardi, uh, both of them, no touchdowns, and uh, interception each. Disgusting. Just once again little brother stinking out the joint and really just living up to who they are when Michigan's actually a good team. And I love to promote old uh, episodes. If you really want. to listen to a fun and i mean it was fun for me because i love bagging on little brother every chance i absolutely get but um please go to uh last year's bi-week special and i think it's called i think i titled it rest in peace or r.i.p little bro i go over um the rise of little brother and I just go over the whole history And any Michigan State fan that uh, well come on, there's no knowledgeable Michigan State fans, please give me a break. Just there just isn't they're, they're, they're garbage fans. I have one I have one friend who's a Michigan State fan and I I like him so I refuse to talk Michigan State football with him. I'll talk Michigan State basketball because they' they're talented there. I will not talk Michigan State football with him because I still want to like this guy. And if he tries to come up with any type of real logical explanation for why they're good, it's only a lie or it's ignorance. There is no other There's no other reality because once you see the numbers, you understand that Michigan State is only good when Michigan is bad. That's it. You, you can argue it all you want, but the numbers are there the the records are there there, just check it out. Just check out that episode. You'll know everything you need to know about this stinky little team that I just I, I, I think I hate more than Ohio State. I I, I know I dislike their fans the most. I, I know that at least. At least Ohio State fans when I've had contact with them uh, appreciate funny and at least understand what funny is. Um, you know, they take time out from making out with their sisters to at least in, uh, enjoy a good joke. Michigan State guys are people or whatever. Just awful. Garbage. Garbage fans. Good people, probably, in human life and all this other baloney. But it comes to college football, just absolute garbage taste. I love the word garbage this uh, episode, but still they stink. Awful. The worst. Like a warm turd. On a hot summer day. That's a Michigan State fan. Um, So, no, not, I mean, obvious 38 to nothing. Very predictable win. Um, I think I called that one. I also called the Minnesota win. So, so far I'm doing pretty good. Now, for the big game of the B1G this week. Uh, And no, I'm not talking about the 42 to 25 win that Michigan pulled off over the electric and very feisty. Illinois fighting a lion eye. Nope, uh, we're talking about Iowa-Penn State. Now, I thought Iowa was going to pull this off only because when you play Iowa at Kinnick, it is a very, very hard place to win. So I will give Penn State that much credit. They did go into a very hard place, and they really won a bar brawl. Really it was it was a pretty decent it was a pretty decent game. I have to admit, I enjoyed watching it. Um it was very classic uh Iowa Penn State. Um it was a very classic Big Ten football game. Um and at the end it was which team could wear the other one down the most and Penn State pulled that one off. I mean I I wanted to – I guess I was hoping to – I don't even know if I was hoping. I don't know what I was wanting from Penn State when I saw this because, as we all know, I'm not a fan of uh, Franklin, their head coach. I think all he really is is a pretty – he's a really good recruiter and just overall a – a cheerleader I don't think he is a coach by any great coach by any stretch of the imagination I think if you put his teams under duress I don't think he can coach himself out of a wet wet paper bag Um, so with that being said I was actually kind of surprised they pulled this game off Um, but 17-12 I mean it's like the Michigan game if you just throw in a score each you know I mean so Nate Stanley looked decent, like, well, like I told you, the the key the key to Iowa to beating Iowa is making literally making Nate Stanley beat you with his arm, because if you can slow down the run and force him to always throw it no play action pass, you can get to him. Especially if you can you can just push him off his mark a little bit. Like I said that last two weeks ago, I'm saying it again. If you want to beat Iowa make Nate Stanley beat you. That, I mean, yeah, I mean, decent game. 25-43 for 286, a touchdown and interception. Not bad. You know, I mean, um, they had three three fumbles, uh, one loss. To, uh, their defense was solid again. Konecker or whatever his name is in Golston. They had about 21 tackles between them. You know, uh, well, you know. All together, their totals were about 21 total tackles. And, I don't know, about five solo each. You know, like four for Konucker or Koner, and then uh, one for Golston, whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I wish I could add more to this. I wasn't overly impressed with Penn State. I just wasn't. I, I think uh, Clifford, Sean Clifford, is Shea Patterson last year. I really do. I he's not overly mobile, but if you if you leave him to his own devices he can run the ball. That's what Shea used to do very well last year. I mean I'm not gonna really break down Penn State too much because I'm gonna do it in the next episode coming up. So I mean it was it was a decent it was a decent performance. I mean and they made the plays when they needed to be made. And what also I noticed is they started to choke away towards the end with their own defense. A lot of good for us to do and then I'll go over the whiteout and that horseshit uh, on this next episode. But yeah, Penn State made the plays they needed to. Iowa didn't. Uh, it was a very good, but uh, if you're not into Big Ten football, you're not going. You wouldn't have necessarily enjoyed this this game. You need a 17-12 win. Uh, the cheerleader pulls one out. Um, Noah Kane, though has really kind of shown up for a true freshman. Uh, as a running back, looking pretty decent. I mean, he had twenty-two rushes for one hundred and two, and a touchdown. Uh, KJ Hamler, I mean, seven receptions for what sixty-one yards and a touchdown. I mean, he's not dynamic, but definitely if you don't go gu- if you don't guard him, he will bite you in the ass, and Clifford will find him. I mean, Clifford was twelve for twenty-four, so fifty, you know, and uh, one seventeen and a touchdown. You know, very predictable, very boring game. I enjoyed it though because I do enjoy those kind of slugfests. You know, I I've always been a fan of the Big Ten game. So, with that being said, guys, that is the uh, the end of the big games of the B one G. Uh, obviously, the Dynamo that is Ohio State had the week off. Um, you know, I mean. This is as hard as they've played all year, just like every other stink team they've played so far this season. I still don't know how really good they are. Um, it's, I think, next week? Uh, let me let me go to the uh, notebook here. But I think, yeah, Ohio State. No, two weeks. In two weeks, Ohio State plays Wisconsin. Um, next week, they, they're at Northwestern. Northwestern is dookie. So those book nerds are going to get their ass whipped. Maybe they can write a book report about how bad they were out on the field. Uh, And then, you know, Ohio State will play Wisconsin, and we'll truly see what Ohio State's all about. Same with Wisconsin. This is the one real game that these two teams will play of all year. Um, And, yeah, I know, you know, we're going to – I still think we can beat Ohio State. I know I'm nuts. I know I'm crazy. I still think we can do it. I still think we can do it. I won't get into why, because that's for another episode, but I still think we can beat this stinky team. I I know they're good and blah, blah. I'm never going to say they're great. I hate them. I hate them a lot. Not as much as I hate Michigan State anymore, but I fucking... Well, I don't know. I hate Ohio State as a team. I don't really hate their fans too much because, listen, yeah, they're ignorant, and most of them are obnoxious, but they have earned the right to be obnoxious and ignorant because their team has productively whipped our ass, whipped our ass, so, yeah, we just have to stand there and take it as their... I know I've said this story before, but I... I am still scarred by the 2015 loss. Granted, I didn't think we were going to win because I knew the talent pool for Michigan was nowhere near the talent that Ohio State had. But we made the mistake of going to a Buffalo Wild Wings that uh, was a Ohio State bar. We didn't realize this until we come walking in. And we see this big inflatable Brutus, the Buckeye, Uh, inflatable doll bullshit. And the saddest and most infuriating thing throughout the thing, it wasn't really the score. It was when we started to lose. I saw this big fat woman try, and when I say try, I mean barely move to where she's trying to grab the Ohio State flag and run it. This was her version of running it through the Buffalo Wild Wings, creating no wind for the flag to fly, but stay dormant as she slowly crept through the Ohio State Bar, heavily breathing, misspelling Ohio as she tried to run. And all I can do was I couldn't even laugh or say anything because they were whipping our ass. And this is how I felt over the last 20 years or 20, whatever, whatever the fucking record is, I just feel like I'm tied to a chair and I'm purposely forced to watch a fat, ignorant Ohio State fan, uh, do their version of running as their flag has no movement and listen to them misspell such an easy word to spell and it it hurts me deep in my soul. Um, but then it's still better than any Michigan State fan, um, ever that I've ever met, other than my friend who I like, and that's about it, but, uh, okay, guys, that's it, uh, we'll get into the big game pregame will be coming up, uh, probably tomorrow, I think I'll have some time to get that out of the way, I'm doing some research, you know what I mean, trying to get you a little bit, uh. A little bit better of a show. So this is the results of uh, the big games and the B1G. Uh, this is Adam Brewer, as always. And guys, it is great. It is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. It is so much better to be a Michigan Wolverine than a Sparty or some big fat wheezing bastard who's a Ohio State suckeye fan. Um, but always and forever, guys. Go blue.